Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. I hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Tuesday afternoon or whatever day slash time it is for you as you are listening to this podcast. Um, yeah, let's start things off with the weather update as per usual. So today in Calgary, it is a beautiful, gorgeous day. It's probably about 20-ish degrees Celsius, somewhere in that range. So we're looking at the, call it low 70s in Fahrenheit for the American uh, for the American listeners. And, you know, today, maybe I'm wrong and maybe I'm going to jinx this whole thing, but I feel confident in saying that I think the spring is here and winter is officially fully behind us. Granted, knowing our weather, we're probably going to get like some big snowy day or some weird snowstorm in the next few days that we weren't expecting and like the people on the on the news are going to be like we've never had this kind of weather in 22 years look at the statistics literally every year we have some weather like phenomena or something that happens weather related that has not happened in a long time and everyone starts discussing the stats of oh did you know this has never happened and it's just a very fascinating scenario <laughs> at least i think it's interesting anyway now um in terms of my love my life update we're doing something slightly different today uh, one of our listeners called into the show and left, I guess you could say, a voicemail um, asking a specific question for me. And I think it's going to lead into a very interesting place and a very interesting discussion, at least around um, my personality and, you know, just some things about me. Um, so let's, I'm going to play that call in right now so you can listen to the question. Then I'm going to answer it for you guys. So here's the question. Listen up. Hey, so I guess I was just curious as to your methodology behind doing a daily podcast. If what you were saying was that they're not as concise or maybe on bullet points as you'd like them to be, what's your primary objective in building value if you don't have the construct for the, the podcast per se? Appreciate the, uh, the podcast, by the way. Hey, Steve, how's it going? Thank you so much for that question. Um, there's a couple of different parts to the answer there. First and foremost, it's just a lot of fun for me. Um, I enjoy making daily podcasts. I enjoy making my daily videos and making my Instagram content and Snapchat and all that stuff and blogging and Facebook and all of that. And I think that's a really big reason for me. It's just a lot of fun. And, you know, I think that when I look at when I look at the podcast, let's let's take the podcast as a specific example. When I'm making these daily podcasts, it's the same number of people listening every single day. It's like the same stats. I look at the numbers. It's like, oh, look, people are consistently listening. It's a consistent listenership or viewership or whatever every single day. So people are actually liking the daily podcast. And because I like it, my audience likes it, I keep making them. <laughs> It's also a, I guess you could say a branding decision as well, um, because I do work in the field of languages. Currently, I just teach privately, mostly in my city, actually. But I know that that's not going to be the, the way that I, you know, I don't think that's going to be what I do forever. I don't think that just monetarily, like, you know, if I want to have a family and get married and have kids and really have a house, things like that, like, I'm just not going to earn enough. I don't think I, I'll, I'll be able to earn enough just being a, a language teacher. I don't think. Maybe I will. But, you know, I, I think there might be, other um, opportunities down the road that come my way. And so I'm just making daily content, trying to be really active to keep myself open to different opportunities. Um, and as my audience grows, that opens up different types of options, right? Like I've I've now been able to do some speaking, a little bit of speaking. I've been able to um, get some pretty cool gigs online where it's like, 
I'll get someone who flies me down to run like a camp, like a multi-day language learning camp. And I've been doing more of those. Sometimes it's just like a good resume. My, my online content's like my resume in a lot of ways where I will just land a student because they'll check me out online and they'll, and they'll listen to my content, watch my content. They're like, oh, I really like it. Um, it just opens doors. It's almost like a, yeah, it's kind of like a big resume. It's like a really effective resume, one could say. And um, the reality is that when, um, you know, when I make my podcast and when I make my content, I always, or most of the time, do have a decent idea of where I want it to go. But because I'm just making so much content, I'm making way more. Like think about podcasting. A lot of people just make weekly podcasts. I make daily, every day. And then I make daily videos. Like, and then I make daily Instagram and daily Snapchat and not just Instagram feed, but Instagram stories. And like, I'm everywhere. And with the amount of content that I'm pumping out, sometimes there's going to be content that maybe I didn't articulate things as clearly as I liked. Or maybe when I think back, I go, ah, I went on some weird tangents. Or maybe, maybe it just wasn't perfect. And actually, the funny thing is that I like it when it's not perfect. This is so weird. I like being so, like trying to be as much as myself as I'm comfortable showing. Because obviously I'm not gonna be fully myself. Like there's certain things you'll hold back. That's just human, that's normal. Um, but I'm trying to be as much and show as much of myself as possible that I feel comfortable doing online in different places because I think it's just more interesting. I think it's, when you look at a lot of the content online, a lot of it's really polished and here's the exact bullet points we're gonna do and, and I'm wearing the proper clothes and the good background is there and I have the proper microphone and I have a good you know script or plan of what's gonna happen. And I think that there's a, a white space really for content that is just, you know, me trying to be as much as myself as possible. And sometimes, man, there's some pretty dumb stuff that I've put out. Podcasts, not, uh, podcasts, I even say some dumb things I put out too, not recently, but um, but even, you know, everywhere, there's some stuff that it's like, wow, that's not fantastic, but we're gonna leave it there because that's just real. That's, that in that day, that's how Azrin was. That's how I was. And I want people to see the real, like as much of a real Azrin as possible. And I think it adds a specific color. It adds, it makes my stuff interesting, I think, knowing that I'm just gonna try and be myself. And sometimes it's not gonna be perfect. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like that's that's kind of my answer to your question. So it's kind of a businessy like networking thing, kind of, it's just a lot of fun. Um, you know, I think it's interesting to have someone who just making content and making a lot of it and not necessarily sweating the small little airs along the way. Like I think all of that combined, it just is, it's just interesting and it's just a big positive thing. I hope that answers your question and it definitely gives a bit of an insight. I think it gives an insight as to who, a little bit more insight as to Azarin and kind of how I think and how I operate. Anyway, we'll use that as a life update for today. Let's jump into the language learning topic, which is about grammar. Now, grammar is an interesting little beast, interesting little uh, monster, let's say. If we look in, you know, if we look at the average person, people who are not necessarily super interested or passionate about language learning. I would say the majority of them, especially if you go in a classroom setting or something like that, the majority of people are probably, they really lean into a grammar-based learning style. They learn the grammar, they learn the rules of the language, you study, you write, you take tests. That's a very common thing that you see in non, when you look at people who are not overly passionate or excited about language learning. When we go into that language learning community, when we go into the circles of people that are really into languages, 
I find that many people really don't like that traditional based approach because maybe they've looked at science that shows otherwise that it's not effective. Maybe they have, um, they just don't like it. Maybe they've had negative experiences with it. Maybe it's not fun for them and language is the hobby. So they want to study in a way that's fun. Like there's a variety of reasons, but everyone, there's a lot of people that just don't like that traditional quote unquote traditional grammar approach. And what I want to talk about today specifically is, you know, can you learn a language without actually fully studying the grammar, without understanding here are the grammar rules, here's how it works? And the answer is yes, comma, there's more to the story. What I mean by that is a great example. I was teaching some Spanish earlier today and it's a, it's a group, it's a group that's a very small group lesson that I teach with just two people in it. And it's interesting, one of the people in the, in the group um, uh, is able to, is really able to understand the grammar rules. Like when I go, hey, here's the grammar rules of how this works, they tend to understand and they tend to be able to apply it. The other person in the group is not able to do it the same way. Like when you explain the grammar rule, their brain is not able to, or is not, it, 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 they're not as comfortable going into um, going into that lesson and really, I guess you could say, um, I guess you could say like apply that quote unquote grammar rule. Now the argument could be made, one could make the argument, it's a false argument in my perspective, one could make the argument that, oh, person A who can apply the grammar rules is a probably more naturally inclined and better at learning languages than person B, right? This is a very logical argument one could make that, it, that in fact is actually false. What is actually happening is that person A is able to learn languages and is able to apply grammar and learn grammar in a specific way, right? Tell you how it works. Person B doesn't necessarily learn that exact same way. Even though you're teaching it this way, that might just not be the best way for them to learn. There are other ways they can learn the grammar, even though you haven't said, here's the rules of the grammar. Like, I think a good example is myself in French. There were, you know, when I was going through, I went through school in French, basically, from, from the age of five years old, my friend, my schooling was mostly in French, almost all in French. And yet, when I was in, uh, when I was in, call it high school, early high school, I was not fantastic at French grammar. Like, it just didn't make sense to me. Like, I was okay, I could speak, people would understand, I'd understand you, like, I wasn't bad, but I was not fantastic. I made all sorts of grammar mistakes, especially in my writing, right? And I just never understood it. Like people would explain it. And I'd be like, I don't understand what is happening here. Like it, is, it was so difficult. It felt like math or something to me. And I would just end up guessing stuff and just being confused. Now, what happened is that I then went to France, okay? And when I was in France, I, I spent a semester in France or just under a semester in France studying and getting to high school. And when I was studying in France, you know, I didn't really study grammar per se, but I would learn by making mistakes. I would say certain things or write certain things. And I'd be told, oh, you shouldn't say it like that. Or the people wouldn't understand and they'd correct me. And I'd be like, oh, interesting. That's how I should say it? Okay, cool. And I'd remember that. And I'd make patterns in my brain of going, oh, when I said this sentence like this, I was told it was wrong. So sentence B, oh, that's similar to sentence A that I was struggling with. I think I should follow the same pattern. So myself, I was learning at the time by catching patterns and implementing patterns. Sometimes the patterns were like social scripts, like they'd be things like, um, you know, I hear people consistently saying like like something like which means like I have to go and I would just kind of say it because like, oh, I have to go, that's and I would just use those types of sentences. And then I just kind of 
learned a language at a very deep level. And when I came back from France, my grammar was near perfect. It was excellent. I had excellent grammar in writing, in speaking, and all of a sudden I was speaking grammatically well. Now, you could make the argument, well, Azarin, did you, do you know the grammar? I'd say, yeah, I know grammar. Did I study the grammar? Not in the traditional sense that one would think, right? And so that's, that's, that's just fascinating. And actually, I want to make a little pause here to make a point for Steve, who asked the question. This is a fantastic example. I didn't plan on telling that story, but as I was talking, I realized I'd be a good story to tell. So that's why this improv way works for me most of the time, because sometimes I have fantastic ideas that come out that I could have never planned out. Anyway, back to the story. Now, um, so I guess it makes you think about, like, okay, you know, when you're looking at grammar, I think to know the language, you do you do need to know the grammar. Like you do need to, you do need to like understand it. You do feel to apply it. You do feel to speak with a decent grammar. It doesn't have to be perfect for most people, but you do have to be understood, right? Now, the way you get to understanding grammar does not need to be, hey, let's study the grammar rules. Not necessarily, right? It depends on the person. So, when you're looking at your own studies, I know, or maybe people you know, or if you teach, whatever, sometimes you are struggling with something with your grammar, right? Maybe it's you're trying to learn some grammar thing, the rules are not clicking, that grammar tense or that grammar point doesn't exist in your first language, you can't absorb it. Don't sweat it. Don't worry. You need to maybe try a different approach to absorbing that same grammar point. One way to do that, a very practical step you can take, is memorize one sentence using that grammar point. I've used this example before, but it's like with me in Mandarin. Mandarin has a term called ba, right? Ba is like a, it's, I'm not gonna explain it, but it's a term that doesn't ex exist in English. I've, I've explained it a couple, I've used this example many times, but I did not understand how it worked. So I memorized one sentence using the word ba, which is I put my cell phone on the table. I just memorized that and I was like, I just know how to say that sentence and I would use it at stupid times, like just didn't make any sense. I'll just use the sentence consistently. Um, and then I would learn a second sentence using that grammar point and a third sentence and a fourth sentence. I would just memorize sentences using those grammar points until two things actually happened. I was lucky and two things happened. One, I memorized enough of like different contexts and sentences with that grammar point that I actually just could understand it and just use it decently well. But also a weird thing happened because I understood, because I could now say a bunch of different sentences, my, my learning style, one thing I do is catching patterns, right? That's something my brain does. After memorizing a bunch of different sentences, I caught the pattern of going, oh, I get it. I get it now. I got the pattern. But when he just explained the rule to me, made no sense, made absolutely no sense. Another way that I've seen people learn, um, learn uh, uh, grammar points is through reading. Some people are very visual learners and you know, maybe someone tried to explain the grammar rule to you and didn't make sense, didn't fully get into your brain. But if you consistently read, read every single day, read daily, as you read, 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 what's going to happen is you, my friend, are going to start seeing a lot of these grammar points in writing. And so what's gonna happen is that as you're reading, you're going to start, you're going to start seeing the visual patterns of going, oh, I keep seeing the French imperfait, I keep seeing how people are using this imperfait, I keep seeing the Spanish this, and oh, I'm starting to see how it works. So it's, it's just almost like, I guess you could say a, a blanket thing that's gonna work for a lot of people is, is more examples. 
the more examples you can get of a specific grammar point, it's going to help you even more to actually understanding it. And examples in different ways, not just written examples, not just spoken examples, not just hearing it, like try and engage different senses, I guess you could say, kinesthetic learning, auditory, verbal, like uh, 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 visual, the whole thing. Try and get different examples using different senses and different learning styles to it to really absorb it properly into your body and understand that some grammar points take time. So anyway, we'll wrap that up there. Um, again, I'm going to come back to Steve's question because it's just like running in the back of my mind. Like there's something about, you know, there's something about doing these podcasts on like 50% planning, like 50% knowing what I'm going to say and 50%, 50% leaving it up to improv because I know that as I go, I'm good ideas come to mind that I'm going to talk about. I'm not someone necessarily who can just plan it out from like have the bullet points completely lined out. It's not always how I operate. And that improv just leads to really good things sometimes. Now, granted, there is a 10% of the times where the improv does not necessarily lead to the best outcomes. <coughs> Excuse me. And sometimes the improv does not lead in a fantastic place, but that's the minority of the time. And so I just kind of playing to my strengths and playing to how I like to create content and I know what works. So anyway, thanks for listening. Talk to you guys next time. Bye for now.